How many have experienced not Galentines, but Valentines this last week? Wow. Y'all just missed it? Just went right by? My wife was out of town, so I, I, I didn't get to, you know, express it. Yeah. I did. Yeah, we're going to see. I, yeah. Did you hear a word in there that I'm going to lean on for the victory? I did. So, so I kind of shared this on Wednesday a little bit, but, um, uh, you know, it's kind of nice uh, when you're going to give something for the, it to be something that they want, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, I didn't give my wife a, a, a gun. Um, <laughs> well done. Put a, put a lot of thought into not doing that. <laughs> uh, and, and she bailed me. She bailed me out. It was so nice. Because, I, uh, I, again, at Christmas time, I bought her something. She, she, I could tell it wasn't the thing, you know. It's like, it's like, oh, man, that didn't work, you know. And I was trying really hard. And, and uh, so she bailed me out this time. She sent me a link. <laughs> man, that was so easy. I didn't even have to go anywhere, you know. She doesn't like me to, see, that's what she calls it when I do stuff. <laughs> no, when she does stuff. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, we're meddling too much. But, but uh, you know, there, there's this connection between um, when you love somebody. <laughs> well... Uh, so here's how you know whether or not or you can kind of, you're making a statement, I'll come, we'll kind of go there. But uh, uh, there's, there's a statement made in a gift, and there's a statement made, in, like Zach's saying, when you don't give, <laughs> you're saying something too, right? Uh, especially if you forget, right? And it's like, well, <laughs> there's another statement going on, but... But where there is love, there's going to be a desire for there to be a, a giving to it. And um, so I'm going to go there a little bit today. Just, just real quick. Are you, are you ready? Can we, can we draw on uh, the heart of God a little bit here today? And it's going to kind of segue a little bit from what we've been talking about the last couple weeks. Anybody help me with what we've been talking about? Last couple weeks. In Christ? What about it? There we go. There we go. And that bailed everybody else out. Yeah. All right. Righteousness, right? How critical that is for us to know what's happened to us. This is the crux of what Jesus came to do for us. To free us from the bondage of sin. And to say that in spite of your unworthiness, I call you right. And what that is based in, we touched on a little bit, but I want to kind of wrap around a little bit today more is that that comes from God's love. His love was so great, the greatest demonstration of love is what? Giving, isn't it? Especially when you give yourself. What did Jesus say about it? He said, there's no greater love than what happens, than, than a man lays down his life. What is that? That's giving his most precious thing it doesn't matter how much other wealth he has, his greatest treasure is himself. And that's what 
Jesus did. But what, you know, we were talking about this Wednesday. Why did Jesus do that? It's because he was being faithful to his father. He was being obedient to his father, actually. He loved us, but it was his father that he was being obedient to, right? And so I want to make this connection, though, between uh, love and giving. And so I've called this gifted. <laughs> How many are gifted? Okay, you have to think. Everybody's thinking about all this. Let's see. Let's see. I can type. I can can feed the dog. <laughs> I'm really gifted. Well, here's what I want to look at it is, is we've been, and let's look at this this way, is I've been given something in that way. So I can say that I've, I've received a gift. I've had a gift given to me. I've, I am gifted then. <laughs> can you see that? All right. So before we get into this, let's, I, I just want to take just a moment and let's just welcome the Holy Spirit. Can we do this? Let's just be sensitive to his presence here and just, I, I invite you just to let him wash over us right now and, and to be our, our guide, to be our, our teacher. And uh, Holy Spirit, we just do that right now. We just welcome you. Uh, we welcome understanding that can only come from you, Lord. And we just humble ourselves before you right now. And say, what a wonder it is that we can be here in your presence. And that we can be gifted by the, the almighty God, the great I am. To come boldly into your presence by the blood of Jesus. And actually come right up to your throne. And Lord, we're not unimpressed at all. We're overwhelmed. And we just desire you to take us deeper into this relationship with you. So we can be transformed from glory to glory. By your presence, Lord God, we give you thanks, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus talked about this in John 3, 16, um, and what did he say? For God so loved that he gave, right? That he gave his only son. He didn't just give us, a, he just didn't pour a bunch of money out on us and hope we survived the onslaught of money landing upon us. No, he, he, he gave his son, right? So that anyone who trusts in him may never perish, but have eternal life. So he's saying more than that he just gave Jesus. What, what, what did we get when we got Jesus? You know what I mean? And, and then he goes on to make this uh, description of what we got when we got, we received something from Jesus. We got escape from what we deserve, Right? Right? That we don't have to perish. The only thing that separates us right now from the worst criminal in the world right now, all those people that we would think are just so terrible, is the blood of Jesus. And that we have recognized that we've been gifted and we're doing something with that gift. Is that right? Because in that, right in the middle of that statement is a great big may. Right? What does that mean? That without him... We don't get life. We have to have this, right? So that anyone who trusts in him may never perish but have eternal life. So what, and I want to look at what it means to trust in him. This is going to be stuff we might know a little bit, but can we see this? Can we embrace it? Amen? Because I believe there's a side that God wants us to get that when we're receiving something, it becomes a source for us to now give. What did Jesus say 
about this. He said it's better to give than it is to receive, isn't it? So if we've been gifted, then the blessing, is, the biggest blessing isn't going to be in what we've received. It's going to be in what comes out of us now. Okay, I'm kind of getting to the end before I started here, but this is where we're going to go, okay? So let's go to Romans 5.17. So what did we get from Adam? We were gifted from Adam. How many are so grateful for Adam? Well, man, we got our bodies, you know. <laughs> we, got, we, we all come from him, right? We got animal names? Oh, that's right. We got all the animal names. Yeah. Yeah. We got a woman. Viva la difference. <laughs> she came. We lost a rib over it. <laughs> all right. Uh, so from Adam, we were actually gifted with what? Death. What does that mean? That means as a consequence of our inability to be perfect, <laughs> we get what we deserve from Adam, right? That's what we got from him. That's in our nature. We will perish. For if because of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, death reigned through that one. He made it possible. He said, man, you're all dying. You're all going, right? Much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and listen to this, the free gift, huh, of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. So he said, if, if you think David or Adam's fall was a big thing, it affected all of humanity, didn't it? He said, but in a greater way, what we've gotten from Jesus, it annihilates the power of all of that to make us right with God. Being right with God is, is, is a big deal. And, I, and, and we have to access it continually. We can slip back into an, an attitude that is very unacceptable unto God. Right? This understanding of righteousness, we saw it last week, it equips us to actually act like we're righteous. It, the righteousness isn't a requirement to come to him, but it needs to happen after we do. It needs to be evidence that we, we, we know who we are in Christ. What does he say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that, that whosoever believes in him, what are we believing? Well, we have to believe that he came and took all of our unrighteousness and gave us righteousness. That's what we're believing, right? And you can't believe that without looking like it. What you believe, you act on. What you believe, you look like. Is that right? So, when, this, is, this is kind of, I see this as a, demo, uh, uh, a description, a demonstration of John 3.16. What, what is it talking about? What are we going to believe? What, what is keeping us from perishing? It's this free gift of righteousness, making us right before God, putting them into right standing with himself. Amen? 
And then what happens as a result of that, and man, we got to get this. <laughs> Once we receive this gift, everything about life can change. It will with the understanding of this. When we're believing this, not only do we not perish, but we have everlasting life. Abundance. Jesus said, I came to give life and life abundantly. It's supposed to be something that's great. So we, we could continue from this with everything that, that's included in what that is, right? But I want to I want to keep going here. Let's go to Romans 5 8. And <clears throat> we saw this last week. It's, it's not enough to just receive righteousness. We saw that we actually become righteous. It becomes our identity, our nature. Amen? And this is directly connected to whether we're going to perish or not, right? We're, if we're going to actually trust in him, we're going to have to trust that I can no longer identify with unrighteousness. I have to identify as being made righteous in God. That means I can go right to his presence. Wasn't it cool to just be able to talk to him? Not, not religious, just talk to him. And to go boldly into his presence to the throne of grace by the blood of Jesus. Amen? All right. And when does this happen? When did Jesus provide this for us? And this is what we're going to look at real quick because this is essential. It's before we did anything right. It's back when we had our back turned on him, right? Now, what we're doing is we're, we're getting a real clear picture of of Jesus' love. This is what I want to look at. That This isn't just righteousness. This is love. He said, for God so loved that he gave, right? And what did he give? He gave righteousness. That's, that's a perspective of us that's free from disqualification because we're such a scoundrel, right? All right, Annette, you would never describe Annette as a scoundrel, but she's not, she didn't get to the throne of grace any other way either. As wonderful as she is, right? Because we all have to do the same thing. So this is, this is God's perspective towards us. He wants us to be right with him so that he can make us to reign in life as, as kings and priests, right? In every area of life. But it requires this perspective that love enables. That there's no qualification in us that is required. Aren't you grateful for that? Man, and this is an ongoing thing. I don't know if, if, if anybody's had a problem after you got saved. <laughs> if anybody's fallen in between. Because what the enemy wants to come back to you at, it's like Melanie was talking about in prayer today. When the enemy wants to come back and say, aha, gotcha, maybe you're not really saved. Maybe God doesn't like you anymore because you're, at, you know what? It never, it never changed. The blood of Jesus is still my access right now. And I can say, uh-uh, Satan, you're a liar. I might have just acted like a scoundrel. But I have righteousness in Christ because he loves me. You know, it's so easy. It's so great to relate this to your kids. It's like, you know, you don't put up with stuff, but you still believe in them. You're still committed to them. And this is how God is towards us. He says, you know what? You're not going to get it all right, but I am here for you. And in, in Jesus, I see you as ready to be in my presence. All you have to do 
is receive that. So John 3.16 isn't just for unbelievers. I believe it's for all of us. Amen? Now, what did he give me? He gave me righteousness. When I'm, when I'm gifted with being right before God right now. Now, follow me. Uh, this might sound like something we already know, but follow me because we're not done, all right? <laughs> but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us. When? While we were still scoundrels. Right? And even if I happen to slip into scoundrelness, even just a little bit, you know what? It doesn't take much. One transgression and you're gone without Christ. But a volume of transgressions with Christ and you're righteous. Amen? That's why this, this, this thing is a relationship. It's, it's not a, a, a law. It's not a religion. It's not trying to, to, to do something to make it happen. All right? All right. Stay with me, all right? And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. He's talking about Christians, right? So there is still something that, that we are pressing towards. But it's based upon something that we already have. We're gifted. We're gifted with the life of God, with the righteousness of God. But it's so incredibly important to identify with that. Because the enemy wants to come along and he wants to put a label on us based upon something that we see wrong in ourselves. Right? I just can't do it. I just I can't seem to get it right. Well, he's, he's, he's made it right. You just get into him. Just believe in him. Right? All right. To receive him is to also receive his command to give love as it's been received. Now, here is one of the greatest clues to how this is going to work. Because as long as we're just focusing on ourselves here, our, our focus can, anything that we might do might get magnified and become a bigger stumbling block for us because our focus is on us. And our flesh, we're still in it. Our flesh is meant to fail. Just like that brand new car that you think is so cool. It's going to fail at some point. <laughs> um, see, he was telling me about, you know, they got those little computer things. All it takes is for one little, little how, how much does it take? It'll shut down the whole car, won't it? Right? Just one little thing go wrong. Same way with our righteousness. One little thing. We're no good. But in Christ, we've been gifted a righteousness that covers it all. Amen? Oh, stay with me because this is really good. Because now, how do, you, how do you maintain the life of that? And how do you shut it down? It's based on the same thing, whether it's going out or not. Can you see this? And this is why... Galentine's Day, whatever, you know. It's kind of like Christmas. It, it can't just be, we don't just acknowledge the presence of Jesus on, on Christmas. It's, it's, man, you just got to do it all the time, right? So this giving thing is not something that we can, so much of the time as, as Christians, we get so focused on, on what God's going to do. Uh, you know, we went to a church and, what? How many want to receive something from God today? Oh, everybody wants to receive something. How many want to get, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's all about me. Just give me, give me, give me. <laughs> you know? But what about giving? And here is actually the key for us because he didn't just save us for us. He saved us to go through us. And that's actually how this identity with righteousness, you know, if you're having a problem with it, and listen to me, because this is critical. If you're having a problem with, with seeing yourself as righteous, there's a key to enabling that perception that has to do with giving it to somebody else. How does God see us? He doesn't disqualify us by anything, does he? Now, for us to actually believe that, we're going to have to actually give that. And as soon as we start doing, operating in that, it'll awaken the revelation of what we've already received. Can you, can you see this? <laughs> because God wants us to do the same thing for somebody else that he's done for us. So that we're not just being the gifted, but we're gifting somebody else. What is that? It's going to look just like what we got from him. How many love the love of God? Oh, the love of God is high, it's deep, it's wide. It's bigger than you can even imagine. And it just covers everything, doesn't it? Yes. To you and through you. Amen? And until, until it's going through us, there's not a really belief that it's come to us. Because they go together. Can you see this? When you really get the revelation of the removal of requirements from you to be accepted, that will directly be related into how you treat somebody that just cut you off in traffic. You know what I mean? Or that spouse that said something to you, right? Or that child, or, the, or that politician, you know? What, what, you know? Because this is not just... It's something that we're supposed to work on, that we're supposed to try to walk in love. No, this is that we may have life. What is this life? It's a life that's completely based on, I don't deserve anything, but God gifted me with righteousness. And now he expects me to do the same thing if I actually believe that. And you'll know if I do based upon how that does. Can you see this? Man, this is critical. The most powerful thing we can do in our relationship with God and being a child of God is to love like we've received love. And, and we can say, okay, well, what is that? Well, we're looking at it right now. It's gifting righteousness to somebody that doesn't deserve it. Somebody that's treated you wrong. Somebody that's a scoundrel. but they don't deserve it at all, what does love look like? Oh, it's so easy to love somebody like Annette. She just looks good all the time. She's always hugging you. She's always saying nice stuff. I think I'm just going to love her. Right? You know, what, you know what love is actually made for? The ones that are the most unlovely. Right? Because you actually have to do something. It's like Jesus said. Remember, he got all this criticism. Uh, oh, you're hanging out with the publicans and the sinners. 
And he said, well, I didn't come for y'all. I came for them. I didn't come for people that don't have a problem with something. I came to give righteousness to those that don't deserve it. And he said that this, if you've received this, you better be giving it. You know why? Because you lose what you don't give. You don't lose the gift itself. You lose its application in your life. Can you see that? Man, that's good, isn't it? <clears throat> All right, John 13, 34. So this man, this talks about this. Man, hits it right. Do you ever get... Ever get socked in the stomach, like right in your solar plexus? Takes all your wind out. Um, all right, I'm solar plexus. Isn't that right? Didn't I say that right? Yeah, it's a spot right below, right where your bone, bones come together right here. And man, if you get hit there, all the wind goes out of you and, um, and you're sucking air. Now, I forget why I was going to say that, but anyway, it's a nice little thing to wake, wake you up, maybe a little bit. All right. Um, and I'll think about it when I get done or here in a couple of minutes. All right. <clears throat> to receive him is to also receive his command to give love as, as it's been received. Okay, let's just revisit this again. How have we received the love of God? You know, he does a lot. Of, we saw that there's a whole lot of other things that we get as a result of this. We get blessings in life. But it doesn't go beyond our reception of his righteousness. We have to receive and identify with I've been made right with him. Can we see this? Amen? So, he says, in the same way that you've received love, I command you to give love. Man, I'll tell you what, we could water down this love thing so much and just make it all about feelings and stuff. And again, just apply it to a net. And everybody else gets off the hook because we found some way to actually give love and give by, you know, do our part, you know. No. It's supposed to be to everybody. Aren't you glad that God does this for everybody? He did, he's no respecter of persons. He gives this to everybody. The most ugly, the most stinky the most foul-mouthed and everything else, he gave himself for them. Amen? So, he gets to this part, and we say, I liked it when you were feeding the thousands, and you were raising the dead, and you were doing all, man, it was a great show. But now you're talking about what I'm supposed to do, right? So now I am giving you a new command. Huh. Well, this is coming with him, isn't it? You know, they were told in, in, in the Ten Commandments they're supposed to love the Lord their God, right? But he's talking about another aspect of this. I believe it, it has to do with this righteousness. Can you see this? So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. And here, here's why it's a new commandment. He says, just as I have loved you. What did he do? He laid down his life. And remember what he did on the cross. They're crucifying him. And what does he say? He says, forgive him. Now, here's, here's, here's a real helpful clue. If they're really scoundrels, I'm using that word a lot. I don't know why. It's just really funny. It's my wife's word. 
She always has a word, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, I'm just prompting her to have to walk in what I'm preaching about. <laughs> She's going to have to see me as righteous instead of whatever. I, um. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Uh-huh. It's for this scoundrel. Um, love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Huh. I, well, I, I'm good with loving you. Oh, I know what I was doing. Oh, we, were, we were talking about how we can get wishy-washy with it. It's just feelings. You know, I'm, I'm going to have warm feelings towards God. I'm going to have warm feelings. Uh, well, it goes beyond that. It goes towards proactive removal of any requirements to receive your favor. Amen? It's going to have to be something where you're actually, this is, this is, what's really cool about this is this is a God anointing. This is a spiritual impartation. It's an empowerment from God to do something that you cannot do apart from him. Amen? And what's really neat about this is we're hearing it now, and we'll see something that goes along with this too, because now we become responsible. All right, I'll not get ahead of myself too much, but man, once we understand that this is what we're supposed to do, we've received a command here, haven't we? Right? He said, don't just come up with your own version of what love means. He said, love the way I love. The removal of any requirements... I can't hold anything against you, right? Man, how many feel like you're going to need God for this? Yeah. Man, this puts us on our knees. Then it's like, well, God, I can't do that. I'm going to have to talk to you about that. Good. We need to be talking to him, right? Your love for one another, not for God, will do what? Prove to the world that you are my disciples. Huh. Being a disciple is not just wearing a placard. It's not just looking like or claiming to be something. It's to be following in the discipline. This is a discipline. This is a discipline. I'm not going to hold stuff against people. There's, it doesn't matter. Oh, but you don't know what the, it doesn't matter. Just quit bellyaching. Right? <laughs> you don't know what they did. You haven't walked in my shoes. You know what? It, it doesn't matter because somebody has and they've given. And so now I'm going to do the same thing. You know how change begins for good? When there's a removal of condemnation. Don't you like Romans 8? There's therefore now no condemnation. Yeah. To who? Yeah. Those who are in Christ. You know why? Not just because they're not being condemned, because they're not giving condemnation. Man, have you seen it that way before? Oh, we want to make it about us, the condemnation that I'm not getting. I believe that has to do with what I'm not giving. I'm not giving condemnation. You know, the biggest thing that, the biggest condemnation that will hurt us is not the one that's coming against us as much as the one that we're giving. It hurts us more than it hurts anybody else, doesn't it? Aren't you glad Jesus came to free us from that? Amen? 
so that we're not caught up in that inner turmoil of judgment, condemnation, accusation, rehearsing. (laughs) You know, if somebody hasn't done something to us, we can't rehearse it. We can't tell somebody else about it. Right? Aren't you glad that he forgets our transgressions? Isn't that good? All right. Revelation of love received comes with the responsibility to give. So, um, okay, so Jesus is talking about what a slave does. Now, I I think we could maybe call it like a servant. But what does a servant do? A good servant just does whatever they're supposed to do, right? They don't question it. They just do it. You know, some of these things I think are, are so much simpler than we try to make them be. But you just don't know... Well, just do it, yeah. right? Just, just do it. In fact, man, Keith Moore this last week, that's pretty much what he was talking about. He said, just, just quit second-guessing stuff and just do it, yeah. right? All right, let's look here at, at uh, Luke 12, 47. He's talking about a slave. That slave who knows his master's wishes and does not get ready or act upon them will be severely punished. Now, there's a practical side of that. that This is not an optional thing that we're talking about here. we got to receive from a, a, a command from the master that we're supposed to love like we've been loved, right? And he doesn't take it lightly. He says, I, I heard myself say this to you, so I know that you said it or you heard it, right? Now, whether you decide to do something with this or not has much to do with whether or not you believe in me, right? Believing in him is not just praying the prayer. It's saying, okay, now what, he's my master now. Now what am I gonna do, right? And that's what he's saying. He said, a slave doesn't question they're gonna do what they're being told to do, right? And if they don't, there's a consequence for that. Let's keep going though, because this is the part. But the one who does wrong without knowing it will be lightly punished. Said, if you didn't know it, and this is why I was saying, <laughs> you all are, you're all are in it now, because, man, we've heard it. How many have heard this today? Well, how are we supposed to love? Like Jesus loves, right? What are we doing? We're removing a, a requirement of righteousness for some, from, from anybody in our life, right? And what is it? That's love. That's God's love. But the one who does wrong without knowing it will be lightly punished. That means before you came in here today, you, it was just a little bit, but now, boy, howdy. No. Much will be demanded from anyone to whom much has been given. Ah, how many have, been, have received forgiveness? Yeah. Huh. Oh, man, if we could just see this. Anytime we're getting ready to, to judge somebody or hold something against somebody or get into strife or anything else... Have I been forgiven? Am I the one to be talking at all? I'm just not, am I? Much will be demanded from anyone to whom much has been given. Yea, people will demand much more from anyone to whom they have entrusted much. This is why the way to walk in this love is to become more treasuring, more aware more cognizant of the great treasure that we've received in Christ. This gift that we've received. We don't have to pay for it, but it's been paid for. 
it is very precious. The more that rises in revelation, the more will come out of us. Amen? The more we'll be enabled, this love that helps the world. The world doesn't need somebody just preaching on the street corner with a bullhorn. They need somebody demonstrating the love of God, the removal of condemnation, judgment, right? And not just that, but actually proactive caring for people that have their back towards God right now. Amen? All right. So what's he saying? The more you receive this wonderful reception of, of God's love, of his mercy, of his grace, of his righteousness, the more we identify with that, what's it saying? It's like Jesus said, you have to give it. You have to give it. Amen? More than I have to give my wife a Valentine's Day thing if I want her to kiss me again. It's even more important than that. So I'm just trying to put it on a level that, you know, I can relate to. And I do. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put in a prayer request at Zach's house that he can pray for me. That I can somehow get out of this hole. All right. <laughs> to be in him. Let's look at Jude 1.21. We're going we're gonna to close here. But this is good. Amen. Uh, never quite heard a love sermon quite like this, right? But this is, this is, this is love. Amen? He loved us so much that he had to remove this righteousness requirement from us. And he said, now I've done that. Now you need to do the same thing. I've, I've given you the, I've made you the righteousness of God. Not just for you, but to give. Amen? Can you imagine how we can walk in peace and love and joy and all those kinds of things when you just get rid of this thing? <laughs> Amen? When, you be, when you're not just gifted to receive, but you gift it. Amen? To be in him is to live in the realm of God's gift, both receiving and giving with the promise of life and mercy. This realm that we've been brought into, you know, there's, there's a, a verse that says we've been uh, translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, right? Yeah. And sometimes we can, we can still be seeing through the eyes of darkness yeah. and living in that realm because that's what we've gotten used to do. Our flesh is telling us these things. This is the, I have a right to, to act this. I have a right. No, that's the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of light that we've been brought into in Christ. This is what it is. It's a kingdom of righteousness. Joy. And what is that? Righteousness, joy, and peace. And the Holy Ghost. Amen? So this realm, though, it, it, it's a realm. It's, it's not, uh, I'm hammering this, but it's not just a reception. It's a realm. To live in the, in the reception of it, you have to live in the, this is what we do, perception of it. It's what, it's our mode. It's our MO, right? This is what we do. Stay always within the boundaries where God's love can reach and bless you. Huh. So there's boundaries. 
where God's love can reach and bless you? How do you get outside those boundaries? You quit operating in the how you got into them in the first place. Can you see that? What's wonderful is, is the Holy Ghost is here right now to equip us to enable to do this. But we have to put some action to it. Everything that we've been given in God, he does, he's not going to do more to make it happen. He said, I've given you something to do. Now, your key to getting there is to do it. It's like I said with, with uh, uh, the servant thing. The simplest way to get into this is to start recognizing when strife, when offense rises up, and to, to begin applying the blood of Jesus over that. And say, I've been forgiven by the blood of Jesus. I'm going to apply that in this situation right now. And I'm not going to allow my mind to go there anymore. I'm not going to allow my mouth to say that thing about somebody anymore. Amen? Now, what's going on here, this is not a work of the flesh. This is a work of the spirit. And what happens, as soon as we step into that realm, what we're doing is we're activating faith. It's causing the power of the Holy Spirit to come alive and to equip us with life, not just for us, but for them. Somebody's discovery of Jesus and their salvation is dependent upon us giving what we've received. Amen? How can they know the love of God if we're walking in strife and division? And scoundrelness. Wait patiently for the eternal life that our Lord Jesus Christ in his mercy is going to give you. Praise God. It's, there's more beyond where we're at, depending upon what we're choosing to do now. And we're more than able. We're already gifted with this. This, this gift of righteousness is not just for us to enjoy but it's for us to have as a resource. It's very much like finances. Why do we receive finances? So that we can buy boats and houses and everything else? You know what the biggest reason why we receive finances for? Is so that we can give them. Amen? And what's really cool about this, the more you get in the flow of this, the more it opens up the channel for there to be more. Amen? God loves a cheerful giver. Why? Because he understands that he can give more. And it's going to flow through. It's like we talked about, uh, I think this last fall, around Thanksgiving time. He wants to make us into thanks makers. But we cause people to give God thanks. Because of what's coming through us. Amen? This happens in the area of righteousness. People will know the goodness of God. Because they've gotten off the hook of our condemnation and looking down. You cannot act in love towards somebody that you're holding something against. Amen? There has to be that removal. It's a supernatural thing that God's wanting to do in each one of us, and it has to be an ongoing thing. This is kind of like oil in my truck. You know, I'm about halfway into my cycle. I'm, I'm going to have to change it. Why? Because it just doesn't last. I need to renew that. I need to get fresh oil, the Holy Spirit, righteousness, joy, peace in the Holy Ghost. Amen? I need to be renewed in this. And with the way we do that, how do we love? We love because God loves us. We get our focus on his love for us. Amen? If, if you need to look away from somebody, 
man, I just can't look at them and love them. Okay, look unto God and, and, and get that vision about how much he loved you when he couldn't stand looking at you. Right? You know what I mean? And, what, and then when you go to look back then, then he says, I'm going to help you with that vision because I put all that on Jesus. I loved that person. I loved you so much that I gave. Now you can do it too. Amen.